0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is... Real Estate Investing in 2024, what you need to know so you can make it your best year ever. Also, what to watch out for. We'll talk about the economy and interest rates. We'll talk about it's an election year coming up. we will talk about flipping houses, owning rental property, creative financing, so much more. I've got my senior leadership team with me. You're going to love their different perspectives. Without further ado, here's Real Estate Investing in 2024. All right, well, Brian, Devin... Welcome to this 2024 talk on real estate investing. Thanks for being with us. First, if y'all don't know who Devin is, we got a great video on that, senior leader in our team. Brian, if you don't know him, another senior leader, and so you can check out those videos. We'll uh we'll dive right in, gentlemen. So, let's talk about first and foremost the economy of 2024. Devin, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the economy?
1: Yeah, this is a big topic, Phil. You know, people talk about a future recession. You know, I would argue that we are in a recession right now. Uh, people just haven't seen the impact of it just yet. But when you look around the cost of gas, groceries, I mean, people are having trouble uh, putting money together for themselves. I-, I think we're in a recession. I think it, it may uh, get a little worse as we continue into 2024, but it, it may pull back a little bit as we get back to the presidential election, right, to kind of stabilize things. What are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah,
2: I absolutely agree. Uh, To say we're not in a recession would be a stretch. Uh, Everyone's feeling it in in every realm. I think the presidential election that you mentioned is really the big one. We're going to see a a pretty uh, focused market to the extent that no one's going to do anything too drastic. They're focused on the election. They certainly want to make it look as good as possible. So I think that's going to add a little bit of stability uh, amidst uh, it's already difficult.
0: What I find humorous is the definition of recession. They continue to change it, right, depending on uh, what their objective is. So we're, we're already in a recession. It appears that's going to continue through 2024. What does that mean for the real estate market, Devin?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's stabilized the real estate market, I mean, each market across the country has its own niches. But when you look from a national perspective, you know, I think it's going to stay stabilized just because of the lack of inventory. I mean, when you look at any homes that are on the market right now, the inventory is so low in most markets that there's still multiple offers on these properties. So I think the inventory limitations and how small the inventory is, I think the the market stabilized. I mean, COVID definitely drastically increased price points, but we really haven't seen them come down that much
0: absolutely that is definitely at the forefront what are your thoughts brian anything different as it relates to the real estate market on a more uh, macro scale
2: no i think devin's spot on there the lack of inventory is going to continue to drive things uh, there's still plenty of demand uh and and therefore prices everyone's making adjustments and doing what they can but i think it is very much as you said specific to the area you're located in and so we all have to dial that in according to where we're doing business
0: because we also need to consider not just the overall market, but the individual price points, too, right? Because if we're talking about a house that sells for 8 to 900,000 in a market that has an average sale price of 250,000, that's a real stretch for a lot of people. And so I, I also think that we, we see where the inventory levels are lowest in most markets as you get lower and lower down the price point scale and then the uh the builders and and all the new uh construction tends to be in the higher price points so there is more inventory there and uh, and so for those that are diving into real estate in 2024 uh, another key component is the look of inventory for each individual deal someone's considering how many other properties are on the market that are in a similar condition, similar price point. Who are you competing against? And if you're competing against almost no one, well, then that is uh, that has more than half the battle. So I yeah, love your perspectives on both that. So in addition to the real estate market, in addition to macroeconomics, let's talk about interest rates. So Devin, you're you're a, a very successful real estate agent and investor. So you see both sides of this. What are your thoughts on interest rates?
1: Yeah, I think initially interest rates really shocked the market. That say it usually takes three to four months for for the buyer pool to get used to the current interest rate. Um, I think we're going to see the interest rates come back down again towards uh, a lower interest rate, maybe in the mid fives, low six, low sixes, just because of the election to stabilize uh, the current economy. But you know, for a while, a lot of buyers did step out and say, "Hey, I'm going to hold off on the sidelines," and then it becomes normalized. And then more buyers want to jump back in because, you know, they want a house. They've been looking, they've been trying for houses. So I think, again, to sum it up, interest rates are going to come down. It's not really pushing buyer. It's pushing a certain number of buyers out, but there's still plenty of people bidding on homes, especially as you get to that four to $600,000 price point and below. There's a lot of people bidding on those homes. Interesting perspective. What are your thoughts, Brian?
2: I agree. I think there's definitely an adjustment that the market has had to make. Buyers have had to make in terms of what they can afford due to the interest rates. I agree. I think they're going to come down some as things stabilize, especially this year. Uh, And I think overall, we see lenders also taking certain moves to uh, relax standards reasonably to try to make sure that it's uh, attainable for buyers to move forward. So I think it's going to remain strong.
0: Now, it's interesting. My perspective would be I don't see the interest rates coming down quite as low. I have admitted many times I'm terrible at predicting interest rates. But I think the Fed funds rate is going to stay about where it's at. I don't think they're going to drop for quite some time. I think the Feds are going to continue to watch what's happening. I do think it's going to continue to gradually come down a little more. We hit almost 7% today. And so maybe it gets to six and a half. Maybe I'm I'm betting on more of a six and, and three quarters. But uh, by the way, this is why I surround myself with such brilliant people. They all have their different perspectives. Um, Devin, as a real estate agent, what are you seeing on the lending side that is giving buyers more opportunities than before?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is the 5% conventional on on multifamily owner-occupied properties. I mean, before, for the longest amount of time, it was 15 to 25%. So you're looking at the ability that somebody may not be able to afford the single family, but the 5% conventional gives somebody tremendous opportunity to get into a two, three, four-unit property, be able to offset their monthly uh, mortgage amount, and be able to buy something in the market that we're in, even though the interest rates are higher. Yeah, what
0: a great point! A lot of uh, folks may not be aware of that. That uh, if if someone is trying to get an owner occupant move in primary residence loan on multifamily, they now can get a five percent down conventional. And I, uh, in fact, I was debating with uh, with Devin on this uh, a few weeks ago when we had talked about this, and and I said, well, why is that any different than an FHA? Because an FHA, you can get a two to three uh, to four unit. Um, with only three and a half percent down, and Devin said, "Well, there's a couple of arguments against FHA. We already know the issue of condition. We know mm-hmm. that not every two to four uh, to four units going to going to uh, pass the FHA inspection, but also conventional has higher um, limits, and uh, and also uh, conventional is just sometimes a lot easier to get the the seller to agree to. It's a, it's a much more powerful offer if you're a conventional buyer as opposed to FHA." So, uh, yeah, great points on that front. All right, so now that we've covered some of the bigger, more broad strokes, let's dive into flipping houses in 2024. All right, so I think some would look at this and say, wait a minute, we're going into a recession or we already are in one and we have slightly uh, elevated interest rates and, and we're, wait a minute, why would now be a good time to flip houses? So, Brian, what is your answer to that concern that
2: people have? I think there's always a demand for affordable housing. Uh, People are always looking for a roof over their head. And on the investor side, I think it's going to be critical that we go back to the fundamentals, that we're really focused on what we have uh, seen tried and true in getting deals done. I think it's going to be an unforgiving market. Uh, If you're not focused on those fundamentals, you're going to really pay the price. So I think that's going to be critical.
0: So if someone is using the tactics that worked by sheer luck in 2021 and 2022, those are the kinds of people that are gonna struggle in 2024. But the folks that are highly disciplined, know exactly what they're doing, have the right advisory team to make sure they don't make those mistakes, it can be a banner year. I read an interesting article related to a big survey from a large hard money lender that just got released related to the sentiment of house flippers, the professional ones across America. And more than 75% are extremely excited about 2024 because they feel like there are less inventory levels, which means it's easier to find a buyer. But they also like the fact that a lot of the competitions disappeared because it's not as easy to flip houses as it was a couple of years ago. So I'm on that side of things. I'm I'm extremely excited because we've done so well as, uh and our entire organization has especially in the, the the latter half of this year because less competition plenty of buyers we follow the right fundamentals we're doing deals I think there's more of the same coming in 2024 but let's hear your uh your thoughts too Devin
1: yeah, I think one people forget, and 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 the techniques that we teach are, are people are constantly going through life situations, especially as a recession comes about. So there are people that need the skill set that we have to get them out of trouble. Uh, they may not have the equity in their property because they purchased it in twenty one or twenty two. So we have different strategies that we can deploy that can allow us to make money on the back end creatively, but get them out of a bad situation. So a lot of people always like to time the market. You have to understand that again, people are selling at all points of the market so i think we're going to have a very strong 2024 from an investment side
0: what a great perspective too i love that you shared the idea that because we're in a recession there's going to be more motivated sellers i always think it's hilarious when you have those that complain that the market's low or the markets too high or the market's this at any moment in time there are strengths and weaknesses to every market condition But I'm going to lean toward I'd rather have a 2024 than a 2021 because, yes, there's going to be more people in a position where they've got to make something happen. And a lot of them are going to look to sell their home as the equity so they can continue to pay for their groceries. With with the cost of things, that's one of the last bastions of wealth they have left. Love Mm -hmm. your point there. All right. So, uh, Devin, acquiring rental property. Where do you see... The best opportunities for acquiring trophy rental properties in 2024.
1: Uh, like I said previously, Phil on our on our last video, I like focusing on necessities, asset classes that people need, and and the necessity that everybody needs is a place with a roof over their head. You know, As debt amounts on the younger generation, they're going to be renters. As buyers feel like the interest rates are too high and they don't want to jump in, they're going to be renters. If people are downsizing and want to put as much money in cash as retirement and savings, they're going to be renters. So I think that I'm extremely bullish, as I've said before, Phil, on places people need to live. I think there's be a tremendous opportunity. Plus, if you look at from the investment standpoint of who owns these type of properties, you know, the, the baby boomer generation, there, there's a ton of them that are going to be exiting and selling these properties if they're not passing them down. So I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for people that have held these assets for a long time and are looking to cash in. And we can put together deals that allow us to win either creatively or buying the deals off market that, uh, that we can force the appreciation on.
0: Now, Brian, when I drive around, whether it's Orlando or Miami, one of the major, Tampa, major cities for me in Florida, you're in Texas, you're driving through Dallas, I'm seeing a lot of development of luxury apartments. Hmm. So uh, Devin's principles uh, are indisputable, but how do we reconcile the fact that there is more inventory on the multifamily side hitting the market in major cities?
2: Yeah, there may be more inventory, but I'm looking more towards uh, on our side of things. We have seen plenty of folks that purchase in 2021, uh, their taxes are going up, their insurance is going up, their uh, housing is just not affordable, and they're looking for solutions when life hits, and they've got to make a move that provides opportunity for us. May not be the same amount of equity, but it provides a great opportunity for subject to owner financing and other things like that. So, I think when we can capitalize on those opportunities, uh, people are always searching for roofs over their heads. And, you know, whether it's rentals, whether it's these larger uh, high rises, there's just demand. I'm seeing that all over my market, and I'm sure you guys are as well.
0: And I'm seeing where luxury apartments are renting for such a higher amount than what most people can afford that I think it's those developers that put those deals and those developments in place three, four, five years ago that are now looking and seeing, well, where are my renters going to come from? Because the renters want to be in these these duplexes and triplexes and quads that the commercial people would call Class B or Class C or even Class D uh, properties. And I'm seeing where those luxury developments are not even a competition for investors like us. Because I'm I'm not going to provide luxury housing. I'm going to provide affordable housing, and that's where I see the most demand and, and literally no inventory. Uh, you mentioned, Brian, about creative financing or creative real estate. Uh, you touched on it just a moment. But where where are the opportunities in that realm for 2024?
2: I think in single family housing, I think there's, uh, again, lots of folks that are going to end up in positions where the rise in taxes, the rise in insurance rates, Uh, just the the cost of living and the cost of eggs, everything combined is going to make it more difficult. You have folks that are actually going to have to downsize, get into something more affordable. And that provides us opportunity because we can provide solutions that don't fit for the standard real estate agent.
0: And and when we say creative financing, a lot of times we're talking about subject to financing. Uh, What I'm excited about is the fact that there's so many opportunities to take over a 4% loan, a 5% loan, when the rental rates are still high, but the debt payments are a lot lower. What are you seeing uh, uh, from your perspective, Devin, on this topic of creative financing?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it comes back to the point. I think back in right when we started to ramp up in 2020, 21, 22, people got very, very low interest rates on their houses. And if they run into life situations or trouble as taxes rise or as their insurance rises or job losses happen, I mean, there is a great opportunity to slide into a very low interest rate and be able to structure a deal that's a win-win for the investor and the home seller.
0: Yeah, I've seen it with our apprentices every day when when these leads were looking at and we're saying, wow. I, I, the one I saw yesterday in Iowa was the monthly payment that's taxes, insurance, and uh, the whole nine yards was just over $1,000, and it could rent for 2000 mm. And look, this is in Iowa. We're not talking about a major city here. And you look at that cash flow. Now, yes, that seller was going to expect about 10000 in their pocket, but still, the math on that is beautiful. Give the seller 10000 you get $1,000 a month. You have over 100 cash on cash return in the first year, and there's the, of course, the uh, the an instant equity, and of course that income is tax advantaged. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're we're really excited about uh, creative financing around here. But let's talk about some things that aren't going to be working as well in 2024. So Devin, what are your thoughts on short term rentals in 2024?
1: I think uh, short-term rentals are on the decline. I think they're on the decline because one, they're a very uh, labor-intensive business to manage. You have to be on your reviews. You have to make sure your house looks perfect. I mean, you're competing against hotels, essentially, right? And the expectation that that property is in pristine condition is important uh, to you know to the guest. Also, there's so many there's so many rules and regulations and laws that are changing that you know you're going to buy something thinking you can cash flow it at a certain level. And lo and behold, the next year, the zoning of that changes. So I think it's a very risky investment, even though I own a few myself. I think it's a very risky investment across the board just because of the law changes that are happening, the labor intensiveness of running that Airbnb. And I think that's the, the, the stage that's going to be set uh, for the short-term rental uh, arena.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. So the latest statistics in Severe County, Tennessee, which is in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Uh, uh, for the last five years has been the number one highest ROI uh, of any uh, short-term rental market in America. Um, uh, Inventory levels are up 15% and uh, income is down 15%. That's a 30% delta. Oh, and it gets much better. The latest news, I just got this from my property manager today, is that Sevier County is gonna put in place a licensing requirement for each unit which means they're now going to inspect your property so if you turn that bonus room into a fourth bedroom they're going to pull that from you because your septic didn't perk for four bedrooms it only perked for three and i've been getting texts all day from some of our people that own there they're freaking out they're like phil it's going to kill my income and i'm saying well welcome to short-term rental investing in 2024 ladies and gentlemen it's going to be a tough road now um Brian, what about traditional house flipping, buying foreclosures? I think people are are thinking there's going to be more foreclosures in 2024. Is that going to be an opportunity, or do you see some peril in that direction?
2: You know, we may see some foreclosures. I think uh, compared to where we were 15 years ago, it's still a stronger market. Uh, you don't have as many folks in in terrible trouble. While while we may see a rise in some, I think you're gonna see a lot of lender programs and other things to try to hedge that. Uh, I think we are gonna see though, back to subject two opportunities where folks don't have uh, very much equity, they need to make a move. Uh, Again, going to the real estate agent, paying the standard commissions and so forth doesn't leave them a way out. And so we can really provide an opportunity to allow them to move on with life. And a great opportunity on our end, uh, because again, we're picking up things oftentimes with the lower interest rates and uh, the uh, rents just keep going through the roof. So it's really good. For us.
0: But Devin, as far as, as an agent, if you're trying to help someone buy a house on market that they're gonna renovate and resell, where do you see that fitting into uh, someone's game plan in 2024?
1: I mean, I think it this this is where I feel like the investor skill set for me and, and the clients that I work with uh, is a tremendous advantage because I think that the a lot of people make the mistake on the ARV value, really uh, understanding how to compute what that property is going to be worth. So I think you get a lot of people that think investing is all about buying on market deals, fixing it up and selling it. I think that strategy is going to be uh, proven to be very weak here if you don't understand how to comp the properties out and if you don't know what the ARV value is and really have a good grasp of what things cost to get that property to the AR value it needs to be in order to sell it and make a profit.
0: I think that uh, uh, on-market deals are going to continue to be a train wreck from an investment perspective. I think there's more demand then there is supply i think mm-hmm. that as more foreclosures hit the market it won't even make a dent in the mm-hmm. demand and i think if people are buying on market properties even those that need a lot of renovation i think they're going to be uh, sorely mistaken if they think they're going to make a lot of profit from what i'm seeing if they don't go off market if they don't find their deals off market uh, it's going to be a hard road in 2024. There is just a lot of hungry investors out there willing to to, to push the envelope on how high they can, they can buy a house, only to then do everything they can to cut costs. And then at the end of the day, there's still no juice at the end. So um, yeah, I, I think it's just absolutely fascinating what y'all have shared here. This has been so exciting. Brian, do you have any uh, any other thoughts, any last minute wisdom on real estate investing in 2024?
2: I would just go back to what we mentioned, uh, the fundamentals. Uh, again, if you got into the market in the last three years, you might've come in and not had to focus on some of these fundamentals, uh, but now's the time to go back to them because if you will stick to those, really get the core understanding, uh, being able to analyze deals, making sure that you have the right pieces in place, it's gonna set you up to succeed.
0: Love it, love it. How about you, Devin? any uh any any wisdom for twenty twenty four
1: Yeah, I would probably echo what Brian said there. I think the wisdom that I can give a lot of our viewers are the fact is don't get caught up with trying to time the market. understand there are strategies for every market and and knowing what to do within those markets is what makes uh, us and our students very successful in real estate investing.
0: I love it. I, I my advice to everyone. Don't make the mistake of being on the sidelines. <laughs> I saw what happened during the early parts of COVID. It seemed like every investor, every hard money lender, everyone closed their doors, Freedom mentor. We didn't. We just kept rolling. And boy, did we make a lot of money in the second half of 2020. And so... We have stuck by that methodology, as Devin was just sharing. Now we don't time the market, we just stay in it. And we pick up opportunities before people know it's an opportunity. Trends occur and we live it versus being the one to try to react. So my big advice is don't be on the sidelines. Get the right mentoring help so you know exactly how to follow the fundamentals as Brian was sharing. Don't time the market, as Devin was sharing, and get in there and get some deals going. It's going to be a big year for us. I know we're going to make a lot of money. I hope a lot of others are able to dive in and jump in with what we're doing so they can make a lot of money too. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on this, Real Estate Investing in 2024. I think there's been some brilliant insight. I really appreciate y'all's time. And for everybody, this is the time to get a mentor and to get going. There's never been a better time to get started. I'm not saying there won't be challenges in 2024, but we'll overcome them. We'll turn those challenges into more money, and you can too. You gotta be a part of our team. You can apply to be a part of our apprentice program. You work with me, and with Brian, and with Devin, and the rest of our team. I would argue we are the sharpest minds in this industry on exactly what we do. And when you get us behind you, you're unstoppable.